Welcome to What's New on the Scene. Today I'm chatting with Honey Duo. Would you like to introduce yourselves and the origins of your music? Yeah. Well, we're Honey Duo. My name is Chloe Parker. And I'm Aaron White. And um, we're a vocal and guitar duo. Like we both sing and Aaron plays guitar. Um, we've been doing gigs together for, goodness, about a little over a year now. A year and a half. Year, a year and a half now. Um, and we formed because, um, yeah, I needed um, help on a Lizotts gig. And me and Aaron have been good friends for a really long time um, before we became more than that, obviously. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and I got him on that gig. Mm. And then from then we realised that we loved playing together. And, yeah, we, we, we just said, let's do this. And then more gigs, like, came <laughs> around and... And now it's like one of our main <laughs> gigs options, kind yeah. of. Yeah, we're both solo musicians in our own right, so it just sort of made sense to jump up together and have a bit of fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a particular moment where you can remember music was the main focus in your life, and what instruments do you want to play in the future if you can? Um, for me, I've been doing music since I was nine years old. I um, joined the Australian Youth Choir when I was nine and from then it just became more and more into my life. I don't think it was until I was about year 10 that I realised this is what I want to do. Um, it was definitely something that was always a part of my life. But it, yeah, when I was in year 10, I was definitely like, yeah, I want to do music forever. Like, this is my thing. Um, in regards to learning instruments, I play guitar and I'm, a I'm mainly a vocalist. I started learning piano at the start of my degree and st still want to be better at it. But uh, yeah, um, I don't know about learning any other instruments. I guess I'll just see what comes. <laughs> yeah, um, I started picking up on music around like year seven, year eight in high school. Um, so I think I've been playing for like eight years now. Um, started out on bass as my main instrument. And that's what I studied at university, but I've always played guitar and sung alongside that, which lately has become more and more of the main, the main thing that I've been doing. So, yeah. Have each of you always wanted to be a musician and to play either in a band or even together, you know, as a duo? Um, for me, yeah, music has always been a thing, but yeah, it was, uh, at first, I wanted to be a vet when I was little, like, that was the goal, and I think, um, I went to a really cool high school, Macquarie College, that gave me a lot of performance, um, and music opportunities, and I think when it was shown to me that it can be, like, a lifelong thing, that was when I decided that that was, yeah, what I wanted, and, um, I started out, um, with National Music Academy doing lessons with them and they gave me my first gigs and they showed me the potential of what it, it, it can be kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, music's always sort of been the thing for me, at least especially from high school. Um, and I've just sort of been trying to pursue it as much as I can. Definitely when I was at school, um, there's a band out of Gunnedah um, called Good Corn Liquor that really sort of helped um, me realise that, you know, you can do this for a living and you can go around the country playing shows and just having fun. And so there's always been that sort of drive with the music for me. What is your creative process like? And do you have any advice for new artists to improve their songwriting? 
Um, for me, my creative process is all over the place. I will go <laughs> like a week where I can like flush out like five songs and I'll be great. And I'll be really happy with all of them. Um, and then I will go four months without running anything. My creative process is a bit messy, but if <laughs> I've got one piece of advice for songwriting, it's collaborating with other artists. Co-writing is one of the best things um, songwriters can do because I feel like it also forces you to sit down and write because you, you're working off each other and you kind of owe it to each other. Um, and then also writing with someone else brings you to earth and you kind of, you meld each, your songwritings um, with the other person. Mm. And whether it's writing or any other aspect of music as well, like even just working with other musicians and putting arrangements together or working with like producers or anything, like it's always good to have that someone to bounce ideas off um, because they may think of something in a completely different way than you might have that might even connect with you better than what you were able to think up yourself. Um, collabor yeah, collaboration is definitely the key. Um, I definitely have long patches between writing songs i think it took me about four years to put the four songs on my ep together um but um yeah i've sort of i've sort of always been that sort of hiding the song away until it's done like not wanting to show someone until it's a finished project um but i've definitely tried to break branch out more into the collaboration co-writing sort of thing because i can see the benefits in what my friends have been doing and that sort of thing have you ever written a song together and known that the song was a potential hit song or a song that you would be really, really proud of? We haven't written anything together no. officially yet. We, we've started on things here and there and then just kind of let it, let, like, let it go. And like, it's definitely a goal for both of us. But I think because um, we've both got heaps of songs kind of behind us at the minute that we haven't recorded um, solely, um, solely, sorry, uh, whatever the word is, I can't <laughs> talk, um, at the minute. So I guess we're focusing on producing them and releasing them, which we're both going to be a part of each other's recordings collaboratively with harmonies and stuff, but we've written them both individually kind of thing. Um, but regarding my own writing, knowing <laughs> something's a hit, I'm someone that loves everything I write and I think it's absolutely phenomenal and I think it's when I show other people and then they critique it that it brings me down to earth and I'm like okay I need to sit with this for another month and do all this but um but there was um a song I wrote um during this year's lockdowns with um the Newcastle and Sydney uh, singer um, Belle. We wrote a beautiful song called um, Dancing in the Kitchen. And I think that is one of the songs that I'm definitely most proud of and know it will go well when we record it. So, yeah. Yeah. I've definitely, like, not necessarily knowing it's a hit, but I definitely felt pretty quick with my song Weightless that a lot of people would have that connection with it. And it very quickly got a lot of comments. Um, like, in both the case of that song and my song that time again it's like a lot of people sort of spoke more about it and what they thought of it very quickly into me starting to play it um which is definitely helpful in knowing that but yeah that's those are definitely the ones i'm most proud of but as yeah in writing i'm definitely a bit of a perfectionist on myself like i've got i've got a song that's um coming out at some point soon that like it took me years to finish <laughs> what has been your favorite gig so far 
I think if we we've got a we've got a few on our things um on our minds um but I think the first official gig together we did we um the one I got in for was uh a live and local at Lazots and last year in July was it I'm sure it was one of them we do we do wear regulars at Lizotte's like Lizotte's is definitely one of our favorite venues Brian Lizotte and his crew there have always looked after us so much and it's the greatest vibe and it's the kind of venue that you can invite your grandparents and parents along and you like um my baby cousin who was I think one years old at the time um came and it's just the most beautiful venue and as it being like the first time we officially perform together it's just always going to be a really special moment in I think both of our hearts yeah who are the three most influential people in your lives for me my mum is like number one she's 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 the strongest woman I've ever known and she's always been a really really core part of who I am um Aaron, who obviously is sitting right here, is definitely a, a huge influence in my life as both my musical partner and my partner in life. Um, and as well, my nan, who has passed away 10 years ago today, but she, those core memories when I was young definitely shaped the woman I am today. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a sort of family mostly. And like, yeah, just sort of members of my family, um, more so as I moved out of home and yeah, the main sort of music that I sort of got into a lot definitely shaped who I am as well. Um, but yeah, my dad has been a very big part of influencing who I am. Yeah. What are you most proud of in your career so far? I put out a CD. You did. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of the work I did with the, um, the Aaron White and the Passengers EP. Um, I think that all those songs on there songs that I'm really proud of and will be for a very long time um it was so fun making it and it was great to see the reaction that people have had to it since um yeah there's been a whole a whole array of different like big gigs that I've had come up that were really awesome moments um but yeah it was really cool to finally get something out when some of those songs were like six years old at the time yeah and I think one of the big things for me is it's pretty simple but just purely being able to make a life that I'm gigging all the time like I'm either gigging with Aaron as Honeydew or, or I'm gigging by myself and being able to have weekends full of gigs and make a career out of that and you know going to gigs and then having people come up to you being like, I saw you this. Oh, I saw you like three years ago at this pub or, oh, and yeah. you've stuck with me. I think one of the most beautiful moments ever was when I started teaching when, um, because I, um, I'm a vocal teacher and uh, we were, we were doing a gig. Oh no, I wasn't. I was doing playing it. a gig and you jumped up yeah. for a few songs. Aaron was doing a gig at Kahiba, um Sports Club. Mm -hmm. um and I was just watching him and I just you know got up for a few songs it wasn't a honeydew gig but I just got up and this little girl came up to me and her mum and her mum had said that I think a year prior or two years prior they had seen me play at a Bunnings um seen me play as um play a gig there and that influenced her to start playing guitar and singing and then I ended up teaching her for about a year, which was lovely. Um, this beautiful 10 year old girl that I got to 
I got the opportunity to teach, but I think having that moment where, you know, you've influenced someone's life and that they remember you years later, like that, that, that's one of my proudest moments for sure. How do you measure success and how do you go about achieving your dreams and aspirations? Um, I think I measure success in just being able to create a life doing music. Um, my end goal isn't world fame. <laughs> my, my end goal is I want to become a high school music teacher. Like that's who I want to be. I had the most amazing high school music teacher and I would do anything in the, my life to become like him. Um, so I guess that's my main goal and just being able to gig as, as much as I can. And I guess the way I just achieve my dreams is to keep on keeping on is take every opportunity in its stride and try to say yes at every at every option and yeah I think that's 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 the way I look at it yeah I, I definitely think success is like is all about the long haul it's definitely sort of like success isn't necessarily putting out a song and getting a thousand Spotify streams on the first day or anything it's more like creating something that people are going to stick with for a long period of time. Um, so it's definitely like, as we've been doing it for just the amount of time we have, like, it's really good to start seeing like people I don't know start commenting on my social media and people I don't know coming to gigs of mine because they'd seen me somewhere. Like we had last week, we played a duo gig together in Maitland. And then this week that those same people came to one of my gigs purely because they walked past and heard us sing one song the week prior. Like it's really cool making those connections with just strangers through because of the music. Yeah. What changes have you made since the pandemic and how does that make you look at the future differently? Um, we were luckily not to be too affected by the pandemic and the lockdowns and stuff. I mean, I guess it just meant we had to stop for a little bit, which, yeah. you know, monetarily that sucks, <laughs> but it also gave us the opportunity to kind of have some downtime, which as musicians, we never yeah. stop. So yeah. it was good to have a few months where we could. And I think it le led to a bit of writing on my, like on my behalf. And um, I guess the way... I look at the future living through a pandemic is just to live every moment to the mm. fullest opportunity you can because we don't know how long like you know this way of limited restrictions is gonna go like mm. you just gotta you gotta make it till you break it i guess yeah i feel like the first the first lockdown was definitely like most people sort of definitely a, a reminder that we've been going pretty non-stop and sort of was in need of a break and without realizing it. Um, so it was definitely helpful having those 12 weeks off in that first lockdown. Um, but it's even like, it's, it's changed up what my main musical sort of, um, so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? My, <laughs> my main, uh, like my main income as a musician has definitely changed because over the last couple of years, it's more and more me playing guitar and singing myself rather than, playing bass in various bands and that sort of thing. And it's like, I've been able to play more of my own original stuff since because there's more opportunities for me to do so um, because venues will be looking for less, like more open to having duos and soloists and things like that, rather than just having same old covers bands come through and play the, the same set each week. But yeah, it's been surprisingly um, 
like helpful in just sort of sending things in a new interesting direction if each of you were to invite three musicians or celebrities to a dinner party who would they be and why me taylor swift lana del rey and casey Mulgrove. mainly because all three of those artists have influenced my writing and my music and i would love to kind of just be like these are my songs (laughs) (laughs) listen to them tell me what you think also, can I write with each of you? <laughs> but yeah, for me, that would be them. Yeah, I feel like it would be like, yeah, in terms of celebrities, like just getting together. I think it's been so cool seeing like the whole Bruce Springsteen, Barack Obama podcast thing they've been doing. I feel like it'd be such a cool room to be a fly on the wall in, even though I'd probably wouldn't understand half of what they're on about. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely seeing people like that. And then also like John Fogarty or someone else in the mix as well. It'd be really interesting to hear what would come out of those conversations. <laughs> Have there been moments in your career where you've been dealt some setbacks and how did you recover and rebuild? Um, For me, I think one of... Uh, A big setback was when I started doing my degree in Sydney because I think I had the idea in my head that, okay, my Newcastle life is over. Let's try and do this in Sydney. And it was very much totally different than what I expected. The Sydney music scene, and I'm sure people can disagree or agree with me, is very different to the Newcastle. And I just felt out of place. I felt like a fish out of water and I... I just didn't like the responses I was getting from venues and it just seems like very snarky and competitive. And I was, I struggled with that because I am a person who has a lot of anxiety and it just coming from a person that was doing three gigs a week in Newcastle to being told that like my social media is crap and then they won't hire me in Sydney. Like it was just, it was, it was, it was a setback. And then I think then the pandemic started and then we had to stop gigs for a while. So by the time I came back and was like, no, Newcastle is where is that? I had to find all different venues and kind of not all of them, like obviously some stuck like resorts and things like that. But I had to find, I had to almost start again, even though I'd been doing it for three years prior kind of thing. Yeah. That would be a big step back for me. Yeah. I've been lucky enough to have a pretty steady sort of incline in the work that I've been doing through the connections I've been making since moving to Newcastle. Um, but yeah, the only sort of real, like, obviously this latest lockdown was a bit of a setback um, as it put a fair bit of like financial strain on things, not being able to work for four months. Um, but yeah, other than that, there hasn't been any setbacks that weren't big enough to recover from pretty quickly. Yeah. What are the three albums or songs that you have been listening to recently? Red. <laughs> Taylor's version. Honestly, I have not <laughs> been able. I just, I think I play the 10 minute version of All Too Well just like all the time, even though I'm in the happiest relationship ever. <laughs> I just like this song. It's so sad and I'm going to cry even though I have nothing to cry about. Um, I've actually started playing it at gigs. It was so fun. And I actually really enjoyed it. I had a gig on um, Friday at Frankie's in Carrington and I played it to open my set and then introduced myself. And I was like, hi, my name is Chloe Parker. Um, if you have any suggestions, let me know. Like I'll be playing for the next hour. And the first thing I hear is, play more Taylor Swift. <laughs> and I was like hey you asked <laughs> so i've been really loving that um i always stream 
Aaron's music all the time because I'm the most supportive girlfriend in the world. Um, and as well, our good friend who I mentioned I collaborated with earlier, Belle, released a song called My Love, which I absolutely adore. Um, so I've been listening to that a lot too. Yeah, I've definitely had a lot of red because it's all we've been listening to. But I've definitely been like really diving into Brandy Carlisle's work, especially her latest two albums. Um, and just sort of like back and forth between Brandy stuff, Taylor's new re-release and the new Silk Sonic record, um, which has been really cool to see uh, those two artists dive into such a cool um, like 70s R&B nostalgia. Um, yeah. What has been your favourite venue to play at and what is the dream venue? Well, our favourite venue, we have to say, outside of Lizotte's, is... <laughs> the race course at Wall's End they are the most supportive loving venue like they have nicest nicest bar staff and patrons and everything that we've come across in any covers venue like by far yeah. they've been so lovely and like they always want us back like they're yeah. <laughs> always like we'll finish a gig or and they'll be like so when 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 are you coming back when are you doing this <laughs> next time can you play this song like they're just amazing and it's also like the patrons are, reg or are mostly regulars so you see the same people every mm. time you play and it's yeah it's the most amused amazing thing like we're we're really lucky um on the 11th of december we'll be playing the racy once again but because we got hired to do their um they lost it's run by the walls and maryland tigers their football club and um they lost their treasurer during the pandemic and we'll be playing his memorial which would be really really beautiful um which we're really really keen for so yeah that would definitely be our favorite venue mm -hmm. And our best food at a pub, double duck oh, oh, smoke house. Oh, yes, you uh, always get good food. I always like, <laughs> I had a solo gig this weekend there because someone bailed and Aaron was already doing a gig. <laughs> they um, had to pull out. They, they had bail. to pull out. Sorry, they didn't bail. <laughs> it was because of the rain. They couldn't get a band. That sounded so bad. I'm so sorry. Um, but, uh, and I just come back home with like my leftover feed and the parents just like, hawked in and it's great um dream venue even though i said i don't oh there's so many but i would love to do like the sydney opera house or something like that or like madison square guns but like <laughs> who's aiming high <laughs> I, I i've i've been obsessed with red rocks amphitheater in i think colorado ever since like the first video i saw of someone playing there which i think was john butler nice um before like mumford and sons did their big concert there it's just such a beautiful venue in like such a cool natural arena um and it's really cool always to see any natural arena like that where you get such cool acoustics just from what's there um yeah that's definitely a a place that i would love to at least go to if not play <laughs> Are there any artists that each of you would be interested in collaborating with and who have been able to collaborate with in the past? Um, for me, I've been lucky enough to write songs with the beautiful Belle and the beautiful um, Piper Rodriguez. We've both written songs together um, in two separate lockdowns. Lockdowns <laughs> seem to inspire co-collaborating, which is amazing. So, And I love both of those songs that I wrote with each of those beautiful ladies um who would I like to collaborate with everyone <laughs> I mean one I think the most beautiful thing about the Newcastle music scene is 
either everyone knows everyone or you know someone who knows someone and there's so many amazing artists that we if we haven't written with we've at least played a gig with and mm. you know everyone that we've done gigs with I would want to like write with at some stage like there's just there's too many to count <laughs> yeah and there's so many like I feel like with all the amazing musicians in the scene with us as well like seeing things like uh the single that like Rod Coot and Berlin put out um earlier this year and stuff like that it just really sort of makes you want to reach out to just everyone in the scene and try and jump on it like it's, it's great and seeing artists like Paris Grace write with like Lily Crane and Piper Butcher and Sioni and all that stuff it's it's really cool to just see the collaboration that the local scenes like this are willing to to do yeah how do you decide on your set list for a gig <laughs> we don't <laughs> um, we for big gigs we for do for big gigs we but do for the normal for the usual sort of like covers trip we've we've got a pretty good sense of being able to read the room and see what people are vibing and just sort of pick from our repertoire as we go and because like obviously we're like in a relationship so it's like we know each other's music inside out so it's like we just have like i have four hours of solo stuff he has four hours of solo stuff and then we've got like two and a half hours of duo stuff and it's just like we've got all our charts and we're like what are we feeling like this song (laughs) hmm that lady looks like she'd like katy perry let's play this like it's where yeah other than obviously originals gigs we choose set lists and stuff and that's usually just like one song me one song him but like yeah. we play and harmonize for each other all the time. Yeah. But um, but covers gigs, it's a random potluck. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any gigs that you've been able to line up for the next few months? We've got I'm gonna read you a list here. <laughs> we've got Adamstown Bowling Club on the 10th yes, of December. Got, yes, and then we've got, as I mentioned, the race course um day on awesome the 11th night. of the 11th. Um, December. On the 12th of December, I'll be playing the Spears Point Carols with um, the amazing Matt Cross. So it'll be me and him, um, which would be really, really fun. Then outside of that, we've got... We're heading to Tamworth next year. Um, I've got a bunch of gigs playing with um, a country artist named Katie Jane, but we've also managed to line up um, a gig at the Welder's Dog on the 15th. Mm-hmm. of um january which i'm really excited for yeah and yeah there's a bunch of stuff already lined up for next year that i'm super keen for yeah we've got heaps of we've got a lot of private events sorted with some weddings a and lot then, of markets yeah and we're doing, Bay. yeah we're doing the anna bay and the Fingal bay markets like twice a month till like may <laughs> so yeah lots of things for people to check out for sure <laughs> what are some of your goals for the next year move in together <laughs> oh wait you mean musically um well we've both got <laughs> we've both got singles that we're really looking forward to um releasing the sometime in 2022 funnily enough songs we wrote about each other at different times um that we both are kind of gonna jump on yeah. um like i'll jump on harmonies for aaron's mm. aaron will play a lot in mine like so that's that that's the plan yeah and talking the collaboration stuff yeah like we 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 plan to hopefully work with alex brolo in putting those together Mm -hmm. um just from seeing how great his his solo his debut solo release and the record he made with Juanita Portero, like really keen to like bounce ideas off him Mm -hmm. um i definitely have um 
before that, I have a little bit, a little something coming out on the 7th of January mm -hmm. um, where I've got some masters done of some live, uh, like a live EP happening, which I'm really excited for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 2022 shall be good. <laughs> and of course, the non-stop gigging as I always do. Yeah. <laughs> Busiest man in Newcastle. <laughs> do you have a message for any new fans listening to your music and fans coming to one of your upcoming gigs? Well, come. Come <laughs> to gigs. Like, um, we love interacting with our audience and people that decide to be fans of our music and stuff like that but yeah we just we, come say hi if you're at a gig come say hi to chat to us if you're a fellow musician share your stories so we can kind of maybe collaborate and stuff like that um but yeah we're we're very acoustic but we're also um a mixture of all different genres so hopefully you, everyone can find something to like about us but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. What is a song recommendation for the podcast listeners to check out that they may not have heard of before? Grace Aberhart's new single, Ecstasy, is ecstasy? not ecstasy. X again. X again. <laughs> X again. That's Sam Hunt. What am I doing? Grace Aberhart's song, X again, um, is so awesome and so catchy. Um, oh. I've been a big fan of her song, Hold My Hand, for the last two years or whatever since it came out so we've been really stoked to see that new release mm, yeah any other local stuff too yeah just all our <laughs> friends <laughs> i know rod no. coot just put out a new song yeah um yeah yeah just newcastle musos in general at this stage <laughs> <laughs> everyone's got something good to offer <laughs> just go down the list of past podcasts here <laughs> <laughs> um well it's been great talking to chloe and aaron from honey duo today uh definitely check out their gigs and their music um follow what's new on the scene on facebook spotify and instagram also check out the episodes from season one and two on apple Podcasts and spotify and check out the first issue of the online magazine which is available to read on issue now so all links are in the bio on facebook and instagram so definitely check them out we've been what's new on the scene see you next time